Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, this is FPL Harry from fantasyfootballscout.co.uk. You're listening to my weekly podcast on the hot topic of the week. If you'd like to check out the video, I post it every Thursday over on YouTube. Just search Fantasy Football Scout on YouTube. Thanks for listening. What is up everyone? Welcome back to another Fancy Football Scout video here with me, FPL Harry. And today it is another Harry's Hot Topic video for Game Week 7. And this week we're doing a simple wildcard draft. There are a lot of you considering playing your wildcard around this time. So today I'm going to talk you through a wildcard draft. I have put together the players that are in it, maybe the players that I haven't included in it as well, and a few discussion points along the way. So if you are enjoying the videos, make sure you smash that like button, subscribe to Fantasy Football Scout, and let's get into it. So first up, we're going to start in goal, and we've gone with Nick Pope of Newcastle. Now, I haven't got Trippier in my defence, and we'll talk about that in just a moment. I've gone with Nick Pope in goal. The reason I've gone with Nick Pope in goal rather than Trippier in defence is when you've got that defender, you might be inclined to rotate them in and around with other defenders, other midfielders that we've got on our bench. However, I know, looking at those Newcastle fixtures, that I want a Newcastle defender in my team pretty much every single game week. Pope showed in the most recent game week he's good for save points. Those bonus points that we've seen from Pope in previous seasons are definitely there plus the attacking threat that we've seen from Trippier isn't actually as consistent yes he's got that goal threat from set pieces but his open play assist potential isn't as high as maybe we've seen from him at the end of last season and when he first signed for Newcastle as well so that's why we've gone with Pope the fixtures are there the clean sheet potential is there and the save points are there and I want a Newcastle option in my team every single week we've actually gone with Iverson as a backup as my 3.9 option now I actually felt looking at Ward at 4.1 it wasn't really worth spending that 0.1 million or 0.2 million on him and looking at the Leicester performance in game week 6 I think there is a good chance that Ward does not keep his place in that Leicester team for very much longer he's not been good his passing out from the back his saving his whole general goalkeeper game has not been good enough for a Leicester team and I think Iverson will be given his chance in goal it might not come straight away in game week 7 but from game week 8, 9, 10 onwards it won't be January by the time that Iverson gets his starting goal is my opinion so that's why I've gone with him I've saved the 0.2 million by going over him for compared to Danny Ward at Leicester because I expect him to get a start in that Leicester goal sooner rather than later and I don't think it's worth having Ward given that he just scores one or two pointers every single week so I've gone with Pope and I've gone with Iverson again a fairly simple goalkeeper option Pope will start every week Iverson will just sit on the bench hoping that he does come into the starting lineup for Leicester Next up, we move into defence, and there are a few picks in here that some of you may not agree with me on. The first one being Trent. 
Trent and Liverpool have been one of the big disappointments so far this season. Again, sitting about 7th in the table, dropping points again to Everton in game week 6. But Trent is still in here. Wolves at home and Brighton at home in their next three fixtures. With Chelsea in the middle, again, another team that are not really free-flowing in terms of their attack at the moment is why Trent stays in this team. I think there's a good chance for clean sheets for Liverpool. Although the attacking numbers haven't been there, they have kept a few clean sheets so far this season. And I think Trent is capable of getting back to his attacking ways. They're still getting a lot of corners. His open play positioning is maybe not as good, but I still don't like the likes of Van Dijk. I don't like the likes of Robertson or Alisson in goal. So I still think that Trent at 7.5 million is worth going and picking up. Now, I did also build this squad with a couple of positions left to see if I had the money for a couple of these players. And Trent was one of them. And I had the money left when I built the squad. So I didn't necessarily need to go and downgrade him. If you are short of money, then downgrading Trent is definitely possible. And I do think it's something we should consider doing because of how Liverpool have performed so far this season. But given I had the money for this draft, Trent is in there because I do like their short-term fixtures. Next in, we have João Cancelo. Again, another player that I'm sure you're considering and wondering whether we should have. The reason he's in here, again, is Manchester City are probably, if not the best defensive side in the whole of the Premier League. Elsewhere in the defence, the likes of Ruben Diaz is probably the only other player that I look at and think is nailed to start 90-95% of games outside of João Cancelo. However, Cancelo has already shown this season he has that attacking threat. Yes, he scored a good goal from outside the box against Nottingham Forest, but he's had assists. His attacking numbers are not as good as in previous seasons, but they are still there. He's still capable of getting attacking threat. Now that they've got Gomez, Stones, Carl Walker, Nathan Ake and Laporte coming back soon, five players all competing for two positions in that Manchester City defence, especially given that we've seen Stones at fullback, given that we've seen Ake at fullback as well, it would concern me for going with any of the others, particularly Carl Walker. A lot of people will be buying at the moment. I do think he will be rotated outside of that Manchester City team when Champions League rotation does hit. Third, we have Reese James, and this is not much of a surprise, I don't think. The Chelsea runner fixtures from this week are really, really nice. Again, he dropped down to 6 million given that he did miss game week 5, and I really like him as an option. Cucurella and Chilwell, I think, will rotate now. Cucurella has played all of the games so far, but Chilwell's performance off the bench in game week 6 is enough to really concern me about going with Cucurella. I actually think Chilwell is the one I would buy if I had to buy one about the two now. He's spoken in interviews how he's had to buy this time, he's had to be patient and now he's finally got his opportunity to show what he's capable of and I think Chilwell will get a run of starts in the team now as well. So Reese James is in there, he's likely to be back at right wing back for the majority of the season because his teammate Fafana has signed and is going to fill in that right centre-back spot and Fafana at 4.4 million also makes this wildcard draft. I could have gone for a 4 million defender but actually looking at the way he performed, looking at that Chelsea run of fixtures and considering I only have to pay 0.4 million more for him than I had to pay for any of the other 4 million defenders meant that it was an absolute no-brainer for me to go and get Fafana. Now I've also got Lewis Duncan here at 4.6 million. The idea with this draft is probably to rotate both of those options in and around your starting 11 depending on who's got the better fixture, who's in better form and everything like that whilst also having a strong bench option that first sub that you're happy to play every week rather than just that 4.0 in the likes of Neko Williams, Emerson or Patterson. So this is my five-man defence. Again you'd probably want to play four of them every week. You might end up only playing three but that depends how many of these midfielders you want to start this podcast is sponsored by paramount plus where champions league soccer is back nine months of heart-stopping hold your breath exhilaration starts on september the 6th with the biggest stars and top teams across europe 
Watch every match from the group stage through to the knockout rounds as Benzema and Real Madrid defend their title against the likes of Liverpool, Man City, Chelsea, PSG, Barcelona and more. Don't miss a single second with Paramount Plus starting from September the 6th. Moving into midfield now and I'm sure there's going to be some of you in the comments already saying... Harry, this midfield is not good enough. Now, Martinelli, I think for everyone, would have to be in your wildcard draft. 6.5 million now. Those Arsenal fixtures don't continue to be that great going forward, but he's looked really good. One of the best value midfielders and value players that we have in the game so far this season. I really like his prize. Yes, the fixtures aren't as good, but I need some Arsenal attack cover. And at his prize, I think he's definitely the one that I would go and have. Now, next to him, I still have Mo Salah in my wildcard. Now, let me talk about why he's still in there. Yes, his form this season has not been good. Yes, his point scoring this season has not been good. However, I struggle to see exactly where I go and spend the money if I do downgrade him. I could go to De Bruyne, but we've seen in game week five that he is a rotation risk. And with Champions League starting, I am worried about whether he's going to play every single game and how many minutes he's going to play. We also saw that they are capable of scoring four or five goals and De Bruyne having no involvement at all in any of those goals. Now, I know Salah did not score in a 9-0 win, but the underlying numbers imply that he should have got something, whereas the De Bruyne underlying numbers didn't imply that he necessarily should have had anything in that game. So I really don't necessarily see where else I go. Some of you are considering Raheem Sterling. Now, again, I'm not sold on him yet. Whilst Abamyang, there's Broja, there's Havertz, there's Mount, there's Ziyech, there's Pulisic. There's a lot of Chelsea options. Again, with Champions League starting, he has been playing very focally and is in that central forward role for Chelsea at the moment, which is why he's getting those returns. But with Abamyang back with Havertz looking good again scoring off the bench with Brozier looking like he might want some minutes I can't see Sterling playing so centrally going forward for Chelsea so again for me he concerns me and then the final option you could go with is Harry Kane but for me there is no space in my forward line on this wild card to go and get Harry Kane and now you could go and get Son but his form has definitely not been good enough to just save 1 million from Salah down to Son so that is why he's in there again the money I had in the bank I could go all the way down to an 8 million midfield option in this wild card but I didn't really see the point in that when I could just have Salah who I still think is a good option although he hasn't returned I do think Klopp will get them firing again sooner rather than later and Wolves at home in their next fixture could definitely be the fixture that that happened so Salah is in here if you don't like him and you want to go to De Bruyne or Sterling absolutely fine but for me he's still worth it given there's no other premium that I really want Thirdly, in the midfield, we've gone with James Madison. And for me, this is a really interesting pick we've got here. The Leicester fixtures are really good. We spoke about with Iverson, actually how poor they've been so far this season. But Madison has actually been one of the shining lights in that Leicester team. He's looked a bit tired in the most recent couple of games. However, that has really been, he's played three games in a week, having come back from injury. There is a chance that there's a new manager at Leicester, which could be a bit of a concern about exactly the role that Madison is going to play. However, if they're going to turn their tide in this nice run of fixtures, Madison is absolutely going to have to be involved. Now, you could go simply to the likes of Luis Diaz, Kulusevski in here, but I've tried to offer a little bit of a differential pun. Absolutely nothing against you if you decide not to go with Madison and you decide to go with one of those other midfielders or even downgrade to the likes of Pascal Gross. But I think Madison could be a real differential gem for the upcoming weeks. Now, the two cheap options we've got, Andreas Pereira is in there and I'm sure there's no complaints about me having him. Fulham got on a really nice run of fixtures as well from game week eight and I think having him on your bench when there is Champions League football is great to have he's had a couple of assists he's not that explosive but he is involved and he's 4.6 million so there's nothing to really complain about there 
Next, we have Leon Bailey of Aston Villa. One of the biggest trolls we've had scored against Manchester City in game week six to wipe out all of our Manchester City clean sheets. He's dropped down to 4.7 million now, which is why he's in this team. I wouldn't expect to play him very much, but I was going to have another 4.6, 4.5 million midfielder. And it made absolutely no sense when I could have Leon Bailey for 4.7 million. You don't have to play him every week, but the Aston Villa fixtures look really, really nice from game week seven onwards where they play Leicester. So you can sit him on your bench, first bench if you don't want, but he's just so much better than any of those other 4.5 midfield options. So you probably only start three in midfield. You'd have Bailey and Pereira on your bench, but your bench does start to look really strong. And then with the forwards as well, you'd want to play every three of them. So it does help strengthen your bench quite a lot. And then up front, I think it's no surprise that Haaland is in here. The form he's on, he's really that focal point at that Manchester City attack. They seem to just be feeding him the ball. There's absolutely no chance that Haaland wouldn't be in my wildcard. Yes, their fixtures going forward are maybe not quite as easy, but 12 million for him. He's risen 0.5. I've got a lot of value tied up in him. I'm sure you do as well. And he, for me, is the most nailed captaincy option every single week, even in a difficult fixture. Mitrovic is next. Again, that Fulham team are scoring goals even when they have difficult fixtures that they've had to start season from game week eight as I spoke with Pereira they have a really nice run of fixtures and I can only see his returns getting better and better over that time he's risen in price a few times but still at 6.8 I think he's still a good option to go with and then in midfield we have hat-trick hero Ivan Tony. now he's got Southampton this week then he just played Arsenal and the fixtures after that are maybe not as easy you could look at the likes of Isaac in there as well but I think Ivan Tony as that focal point of that Brentford attack is the one that I would go with I've also tried with this draft to pick a few players that are out outside the Champions League teams, the Europa League teams, the Europa Conference League teams that are not necessarily going to have such a rotation issue and are going to be fresh every week with a week's gap between their matches whilst the likes of Chelsea, Arsenal, for example, Manchester City, Manchester United as well are rotating all of their players every single week and starting them in 90-minute matches three times a week and they will come out tired. The big one we don't have here, of course, is Gabriel Jesus of Arsenal. His returns have actually not been good apart from one game week where he returned 19 points. He's involved and he passes the eye test a lot however given how badly the Arsenal fixtures do turn in a couple of game weeks I have opted to drop him out of this team Martinelli in my midfield is the Arsenal attacking cover there is a big risk for going without Gabriel Jesus but I think these forwards can easily cover him so here is my wild card draft that I've put together for you all for game week seven. In goal, you would start Nick Pope. In defense, you would play Trent Cancelo, Reese James every week, and there may be one of Dunk and Fafana in there as well. In midfield, you would play Martinelli, Salah, Madison every week. You could also play Bailey or Pereira over the likes of Dunk or Fafana. So you basically have to play one of these four options every week and you're bound to have a good fixture in your starting 11. Then up front we have Haaland, Tony and Mitrovic. Haaland would probably be the captain every week. You could also captain Mo Salah as well. So let me know what you think about this. Would you ditch Salah? Would you ditch Trent? Are there any other midfielders that you would go with rather than just playing three in your starting 11? If you have enjoyed, drop a comment down below. Like the video while you are there. Make sure you subscribe to Fancy Football Scout as well. If you enjoy FPL videos, make sure you subscribe here and also over on my channel where I post videos three times a week and have a two-hour deadline stream building up to the deadline every Saturday or Friday evening. Good luck in game week seven. I won't see you before then. I'll be back again next week. Thank you all for watching and I'll be back again very soon.